Hello and welcome to episode number 13 of the podcast, hopefully not an unlucky one. I'm Barra the host and today I will be chatting with Tipperary born singer and songwriter Parak Amara. I had the pleasure of working with Parak recently designing the cover art for his latest single Final Say which is out now which of course we'll be chatting about as well as how he got into music, uh, Bruce Springsteen, his time on The Voice, Fall Out Boy, how he got into songwriting when he gets out of it and everything that he enjoys about the music and the art that he makes. Uh, it was a blast having him on. Really, really funny guy. Very insightful. And I hope he's enjoyed the episode. Here's the theme music now from Zach Stevenson. Lucky. Oh, that's on your end, was it? It's being, it's being recorded. Did that? Uh, no, I've never heard end. that before. Then I, I just got, I just got an it? option to leave the meeting because it's being recorded. <laughs> I have never heard that before. That's my. It's never done yeah, that before. It's being recorded. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's so strange. That's guys. Okay, so um, <laughs> yeah, we'll get <laughs> we'll, we'll get going here. I'm with Porik Omara for uh, for the Who Art Thou podcast episode number thirteen. How are you doing, man? It's good to see you. I'm good, man. Yourself. I'm all I'm good. I'm pretty good, yeah. Can't complain. Man, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, this is going to be cool. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me, bud. Ah, no problem yeah, at all. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, like, I guess first things first is what we always do is, so uh, for somebody who's never heard your music, how would you describe it? Ooh, uh, full of energy, euphoria. Yeah. Takes people on a journey. Real, real life journeys. Like, kind of, my lyrics will start at the start of a chapter and end at the end of it. And yeah, I guess that's like full of energy and it just brings you on a trip. Yeah, I was going to say you're quite the storyteller with the way that you write songs. Um, absolutely, uh, man. Yeah, absolutely. And does that does that come from like, would your major music influences be being storytellers as well? Or is that just you yourself, do you think? Like, would you have listened to a lot of storyteller so musicians a- before? Hmm. Yeah, so I think like a lot of it would be it's a mixture really man. So like when I gr- I grew up listening to country and western music which would be famous oh. for the storytelling aspect of it, you know. And yeah. then so like that that's what my parents always listened to, so that's what I was forced to listen to, I guess. Even though like I loved that genre of music, but it was something that was kind of forced on me from a young age. Yeah. So I guess listening to listening to the lyrics and that and 9 times out of 10 being able to relate to them in some way. And I guess putting that experience growing up with now like I like listening to music that I can relate to I don't like listening to music where the lyrics are jargon and it's kind of it's hard mm. to figure out what the what the person is actually trying to get across so yeah I guess a mixture of both but I think unknowingly it's probably from listening to that kind of music growing up but since I've matured and became a songwriter I think it's just like I want people it's so important for me for people to be able to connect with my music because that's the music I love I love music that I can connect with yeah no, I get that as well. I'm like, in terms of my music taste, it's, it has to be something. If I don't click with it on a 
emotional level. I, there's very few songs I listen to that are just for fun. Like I have to have some form of kind of, inf- it has to have some form of uh, emotional connection to me. And like with, but country music is very much ingrained in the whole kind of personal, like it's, it's very much the, the, the main identity of it. Would this be like an American country or yeah. would it be an Irish country? No, all Irish country, man. Declan Murray, Daniel O'Donnell, Robert Mazzell. Oh, lovely. They're the lads I grew up listening to. And I just, I like, I'll always remember, like, driving down the road in the car, in the back of the car with mom in the front, and you just hear Midlands Radio 3 and Tip FM blaring. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of what it always was. Do you know, um, what was it? My cousins ruined Daniel O'Donnell for me because they showed me those. I don't know if you've ever seen him. I, those YouTube videos where somebody does the impersonation of him, but it's like him singing rap songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, was, yeah, and, yeah. I, and like my, my <laughs> gra- we showed them, to, we showed them to my granny and granddad and they were just like, that's not, that's not Daniel O'Donnell at all. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's no, actually a sweet, he's a sweet little boy. <laughs> oh, my mum would say the very same thing if I showed her. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So, so, um, when did you, uh, like, uh, when did you actually start playing music and singing? Yeah. So I was a very late bloomer, as they say, like I only started, I only realized I could sing when I was 16. Um, I oh. went, yeah, went for an audition for our school Christmas concert. And the only reason I went was to get out of class. It was like, there's auditions <laughs> running for the main role. So I was like, yeah, grand, I don't need to go to English or whatever it was. So I went and then went for the audition and then the teacher came up to me and she's like oh park like we'd love if you were the main role and i was kind of like what i was like okay i guess i'll do it oh, and wow. then after after that concert then i kind of had everyone come up to me and like you're really good at singing and i guess things started clicking i was like okay now i'm gonna learn the guitar and then okay. just kind of went on from there and then started gigging around my local town like the local villages and expanded expanded and then i guess it already kicked off for me when i was on the voice in 2016 yeah I was on, was on this, did my stint there and I did quite well on it. And I think that kind of, it all, it, number one, it gave me a platform 100%, but number two, being on the stage made me realize that even though I was a late bloomer, this is probably what was meant for me all my life, you know, because I was never, yeah. I was always into sport, but I was never overly good at it. <laughs> you know, like I was always into yeah. things like that, but I guess I never found that thing that I was really good at. I was good in school, but I wasn't the best in school. Like I, when I found music, I just always felt as though I had a bit more to offer in that. You know, I've always been really confident in my ability and like confident in where I can see myself going with it. So yeah, even though it was very late to start, I feel like it didn't really have much of an impact on me. I'm definitely just as confident I w- as I would be if I was singing from the age of five, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, it's funny you mentioned the voice because um, like we'll talk about final say now in a bit. But when you asked me to design for the for the the cover, I looked you I, mm. I looked you I second the second I saw your face on Instagram. I was just like, I recognize that. I recognize that. And I like and I was like, I do. And, it wasn't and I used to watch. I, I used. No, I wasn't crying much. Thank God. Not yet. Not there yet. <laughs> uh, but your, your OJ Simpsons are down the line. But um, what was yeah, it? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, my uh, my I was my because myself and my mom would watch The Voice. I was like, oh, fuck. The guy sound maniac. I was like, there we go. <laughs> That's me, man. Nice. That's me. It's Jesus, actually funny but, but now so... that you say that... Yeah, go it's on. It's funny sorry, that you say it like that as well. The, the guy who sang maniac, because that was literally my life for so long. For, and it's like say, the last, yeah. the last. Yeah, the last couple of years now, it's like, oh, you're Paul Gomara, the musician. And I'm just like, yes, finally, yes, yeah. finally. As much you as, must... as I love loved being on it, but yeah, it's good It's good to get out of that phase too. 
But the, the, I know I the, the reason why I said the main thing was because the audition was fantastic. But yeah. um, mm. it must do you do do you still have people like that? Like because you must be wanting to t- talk because I feel like you've established yourself enough now that it's that you're you're you know you're Porik the the singer, not the guy that yeah. was on the Voice. Do you, yeah. do you mind talking about it or is? I don't mind at all, man, because it's it's yeah. a part of my music career. Do you know what I mean? It would be like if somebody yeah. asked me what the first show I did in Dublin was. I'd have no problem talking about it, even though it wasn't the biggest show ever or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like it's mm. it's a part of why I am where I am today. So what, talking about it never bothers me. It's more a case of like, if I was to meet somebody on the street or if I was to do a radio interview and they started by saying, and from the voice of Ireland, because oh, yeah. I'm like, you know, that's gone like, I didn't, I didn't win the voice. I didn't get a record de- label or record deal off the voice. You know, I'm still Paul yeah. Gomara. I just happened to be on the voice when I was 21. Like, but I think the first couple of years, it was great. I was like, yeah, I'm famous. I'm Paul Gomara from the voice, <laughs> but you know, national you hero. Get, you yeah. get a bit, yeah, literally like kind of, you get up in your own head, like, but then you start realizing that actually, no, I'm 25, 26, 27. And I just don't want to be called that anymore. I just want to be known for it. And I, as I said earlier, I am really starting to see that now. The last two years, barely anyone mentions the voice because my own music speaks for itself. Mm, yeah. And how the, so how were you writing songs before you went on the voice or was that after? Yeah, so I was actually always writing music, man. So even though I said earlier that I was a late bloomer when it came to the singing, I always wrote songs, but I guess unbeknownst to myself, I probably thought it was poetry. Like I actually didn't know oh, what I was doing. Okay. I was just writing down things that rhymed. And this is what I'm saying. This is why I think it just clicked. It was meant to be for me. I was always meant to be in music, but just never realized it, you know? Mm. And I guess, yeah. So like, I think I was all like, I mean, Wasting Time, I actually wrote, which is a previous single of mine. I wrote Wasting Time when I was 16 before I even knew I could sing. (laughs) So like, yeah. So you know what I mean? That's the, that's the joy of it. But yeah, I think, sorry, man. No, I was just going to say, was that not released only like last year? Wasting time or was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wasting yeah. time was part of my EP. Yeah, looking forward to hindsight. Yeah. yeah, and I think it was just I just really wanted to release it because when I started rehearsing with a band and started getting into releasing my own stuff, when we rehearsed it, we were all like, "Oh my god, it's it's a bit of a banger!" Like, you know, it's it's good. <laughs> so I was like, "Look, it's something." Yeah. As I said, man, like I I want to look back on my music and be able to be proud of it and stuff. And like looking back and wasting time, like I wrote that when I'm 16, and now it has over 20,000 streams on Spotify. Like, you know, it's it's good. It's good. Yeah, uh, I would be pretty chuffed with that myself as well. <laughs> 20,000 yeah. is not a bad yeah, number fact. at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, yeah, I was watching because I always I like I always try and. um watch a few interviews or something of bands that I'm about or anybody I'm about to interview just so that I'm not ask, asking them on the same thing. But I was watching mm. on the Conquest podcast. Um, yeah. And I didn't realize Connor. that you, yeah, yeah, it was a great, a great episode as well. I didn't realize yeah. that you were a teacher. So yeah, uh, before, yeah, I didn't know that. Prime, it was a primary school. Primary school. Yeah, yeah. Primary, yeah, yeah. Qualified primary school teacher. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But I was just, Thank I was just God. wondering what was the thing that kind of clicked in your head that went, okay, um, I'm going to, completely uh, zero in and focus on music uh after before uh, after the primary school teacher because this is only yeah. like was it last so it year was... that you decided to just go go hell for leather on the music yeah thing? it was so basically man i never wanted to go to college like i was always i wanted to be a musician since 
I kind of turned 18 since I like was able to sing and stuff. But mom and dad, I guess, kind of painted the black and white picture for me. And they were like, look, Park, we'll always support you like they always do. I mean, I have great parents and I'm so blessed. I have a great family and great support. But like if I didn't go to college, like that support was gone. So it's, it's that yeah. kind of a household. That's what I grew up in. And I, to be honest, man, I completely respect it. At the time, I didn't understand it. But I completely respect that now. Like without my parents making me go to college for four years, I'd be very lost right now because I went back teaching this year. So like when I finished college, I did one year teaching and then I gave it up. I was doing music full time for two and a half years and okay. just went back this year because of the pandemic, because I just had no other way of making money and I didn't want to be drawn to PUP mainly not because there was nothing wrong with it mainly because i i have a degree so i was like i might i may as well make use of it and make use of my time yeah, yeah, you know we'll talk about uh final say of course the single that was released last week mm. so where did this song uh how did this song come about in terms of uh recording Ooh, and the writing process open, for it yeah yeah no because you told me already but obviously here, man. yeah i know See, I know yeah, already. No, but, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to tease it out for the yeah, audience. Yeah. yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> nah, nah, you're dead right, man. Yeah, I have no problem in talking about it. But yeah, so Final Say was wrote in the pandemic. Um, it was wrote about an ex-girlfriend of mine. We broke up during the pandemic. Um, I would very much be blaming the pandemic for it. She might blame me, but uh, mm. I'm definitely blaming the pandemic. I just feel like it, you know, it was an external factor that didn't let us get to where we probably deserve to get to but yes. the whole idea of final say comes from having the final say and it's so important for two people to think the same so like i was here thinking it's the pandemic we'll be fine if we're having a couple of arguments now we'll be fine once this is all over because we're going to be able to live our normal lives and i guess that was whether i was right or wrong i don't know because we'll never know now so you'll never know, didn't yeah. have the final say yeah exactly but i think the whole, the, the whole song was wrote in the, it was initially wrote of the hope of getting back together and that we would have the final say. That didn't happen. So yeah. it then kind of turned into, we tried to have the final say, or at least I tried to have the final say and it didn't happen. But at the end of the day, it doesn't change me as a person or it doesn't mean I dislike the person I was going out with or anything like that. It just didn't work out. But it's kind of it's it's shit when it doesn't work out because of an external factor it's not that like personally it's not that i don't think we were compatible it was that the world that we got into a relationship in just wasn't the right world to be in you know yeah no that makes sense and like yeah. with the um i saw with the again with connor's podcast actually you were talking about um that you were getting into making like a uh, house and uh, techno tunes. I'm just wondering, yeah. did that, did that kind of go into the sound of final say, because that keys thing that yeah. you have is gorgeous. Like, which is why yeah, we man. use it in the, in the promo videos. It's like this, ha this yeah. is so cool. It has, like. It's a hook like, yeah, it's an absolute yeah, hook. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm at, no, hundred percent. So like I would take huge, um, like I think my favorite act outside of like singer songwriters would be bicep who are a belfast duo and oh, bicep they are fantastic are, yeah man they are just next level when it comes to sounds and forming sounds together taking sounds i know they wouldn't necessarily be doing pop music but they'd be taking sounds from tribal aborigine music and blending it in so i guess yeah from listening to them and messing around doing a bit of production on the techno and house scene i was like i want to blend those two styles you know and I yeah. uh, definitely think I achieved it with Final Say and like in the rest of the music that I'm going to be bringing out, I'm hoping to kind of bring that element too because it's more me. 
you know it's yeah. more my kind of vibe because I like all I listen to really is the likes of Bicep and George Fitzgerald and other DJs and oh, stuff right, so okay, like yeah. it's important it's important for me to have that kind of aspect in my music but it's it's just about finding your sound man and I definitely think with this track final say and the next couple of tracks that are going to come out it is definitely my sound you know I finally kind of nailed it down yeah but it does like I have to say it does add a lot more um character to it because it's not like you could easily go in the direction of you know the singer songwriter guitar route with the few but like adding just those keys and that kind of influence to it and being able to hear it as well as the main thing there's this there's, there's one thing to say i'm influenced by this but there's one thing to actually go like oh shit no it's actually you can clearly characteristically hear it on the song it just adds a whole new level to it yeah. but were you making so were yeah, you producing absolutely. house and um house and techno songs before but as well as singing uh, and writing your own yeah, stuff as well. Yeah, so yeah, man. So like, house and techno is my my escape is what I is what I call it. Not saying that I feel trapped doing my other music. That's that's not mm. what I mean at all. But it's like I feel as though like when I'm doing my songwriting aspect, when I'm writing new songs and mixing and producing and stuff, like I need to take a break from it. You know, because I don't. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like I re- repeat myself, and you know, things just get monotonous. Same as anything, man. If you do, if you do the same thing the whole time, you're going to get sick of it. So to change things up and to kind of put a bit more life back into it, I just produce house and techno on the sides. Like what I say to people who ask me that question is I do singer songwriter stuff from five o'clock to nine o'clock. And then I do my techno <laughs> stuff from 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock. You know what I party, mean? Party, party, party. That's yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah. But, but it is something, man. It's something that down the line I might release under an alias. Like, cause like I have quite a few tunes made along that style. Like, so it's something I might consider down oh. the line releasing something under an alias, but definitely my full focus is on the singer songwriter pop kind of pop rock. Yeah. Yeah. At the minute. Yeah. yeah, no, it's just it like it. It's as I said, it's just it's just a cool thing to add on to just to have have more styles in your repertoire, like and and to be able to hear it as well as class. So I kind of like that leads me into we have another another kind of we have a couple of fun questions for you now. Um, so Ooh, what yeah. was the, do you remember? Well, like a couple of them. Uh, one of them is a shit question that I, that I got told is not a, is not a question you should have on it. But anyway, uh, what's what was the first Ask album anyway, you ever man. bought? Yeah, I'm going to ask you anyway. Of course, Sam. Ooh, my podcast first album I ever what. bought. Follow. <laughs> Fact. 100%. If anybody tells you otherwise, yeah. you tell them to beep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, first album. First album I ever bought was Follow by Under the Cork Tree. And I will never oh, forget that album. That's a great what album. What a fucking that's album. That's a fantastic man. What album. an album. Do you know, I remember... Uh, I remember working, I was working in a pizza place um, a couple of years ago and I got, I, I had this thing and my, I don't know if my friends would agree with me, but um, I got really, 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 <laughs> really into heavy metal, but I got kind of like, I came a bit of a snob about it and I wasn't really listening to anything else other than, and I remember uh, a guy okay. stuck on follow boy and I was, a, and I mean, like I became a serious snob, like people were like, oh, and it, yeah. it kind of creeps in every so often. But um, this guy was, he was playing follow boy in the pizza shop. Uh, I, when our boss left, okay. we would blare uh, any songs, but uh, he played Fall Out Boy. And I remember kind of going, oh, why are you listening to, why are you listening to Fall Out Boy? And <laughs> the second it started playing, I, it, the, what was it? Like Dance Dance was the, was dance, the first dance, one. And then, yeah, um, oh man, that drum uh, snare coming in. Boom. Yeah, oh my God. And then a little yeah. bit of 16 Candles and um, 
uh, this ain't yeah. a scene. Sugar, uh, sugar, all the, sugar, sugar, we're going, going down, singing. sugar, we're down. Fantastic song, yeah. and uh, bang yeah. the ball drums. Uh, basically, yeah. Carpal Tone of Love, you could go on and on and on and on. Fucking yeah, phenomenal yeah, yeah. band. And I was just could like, do a whole why? podcast on follow by. You literally could. I was like, why? Why yeah. am I trying to be an asshole? This is fucking such good fun, like, and it's such a great band. And it's mad seeing what they've become now compared to what they were. Like, I, I don't know. Do you listen yeah. to their new stuff now? So I different. Know, man. I, 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 as in, I have listened to it, oh, but have. I don't yeah, listen yeah. to it. Like, I'm not a right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, yeah, it's very different, man. Very, very different. But I feel like if that's if you take a lot of bands, man. A lot of bands just go with the what they think is in rather than just sticking to their true sound, mm, you know. And that's yeah. not me bad mouthing any bands or artists. Like, you fucking do what you want to do, like. But it's just something I don't really wouldn't see myself doing in the future. Is like selling out my sound just to suit what's popular at that point in time because yeah followed by are a punk rock band they're a punk metal band and stop trying to be anything else kind of a thing do you know what i mean yeah like it, it's kind of a cash 22 because um i feel like if you've been going for as long as follow-up boy have been going for so i think follow-up boy have nearly they're near they're probably on 15 years now at this point but you do it so you can't play the same style the whole time do you mean like it's it's only necessary it's only natural that a band will change but their change just seems like yeah. so, so kind of like, where so did drastic. this come from? Because I know Patrick Stump did yeah. do pop music for a while when they had their hiatus. He 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 did like um he he did a couple of pop songs. I think he was he was the guy who sang on Cupid's Chokehold with um Gym Class Heroes. You know, the take a look. He, but the the direction yeah. they've gone in now, I don't know. I don't know where that comes from. And it is it yeah. if it, it, it does feel exactly like that kind of like who who is who is this for do you know what i mean yeah. like i don't know if this is for exactly. your old is fans it for them or... now maybe it's maybe it's what they maybe always wanted to do and if yeah. that's the case fair play unbelievable to them but like i guess when you just said that about like when you're a band for 15 years you can't always play the same stuff completely agree but then you look at coldplay and i know they're not <laughs> releasing the same stuff but like they're still coldplay no one no one would ever yeah. say they're still coldplay man they still write and release the same genre of music so i guess it's just flip of the coin yeah. really it depends what one you want to be yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, yeah, like, but I, the, again, just with the follow-up one, I, it always drives me weird because the drummer I've seen, I've seen the drummer drum with Behemoth, and he's in like a punk band called the Damned Things, like really, really heavy band. It's just anyway, it's just an odd direction. But um, yeah. Next question is: If you were to collab with anybody, alive or dead, who would it be? Ooh, oh, if I was collab with anybody, alive or dead, man, you should have told me this question was coming up, so I could have thought about my answer. It's been on the podcast um, since the beginning, so uh, okay. you have no excuse but okay, your own. Okay, but so I, did, I didn't know you were going. Yeah, but I didn't know you were going to ask me that. Do you know what I mean? Um, right, alive or dead artist that I'd like to collab with. Um, I am going to say Bruce Springsteen. Oh, great answer! Great answer. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen yeah. I just think even though like I didn't grow up listening to Bruce Springsteen but like I remember finding Bruce Springsteen's music I remember listening to um listen to the river born in the USA like I just remember falling in love with with his songwriting style and I do feel like that's probably where a lot of my influence comes as well I just mm. to be honest I think if myself and Bruce Springsteen sat down in a room we would write an album of bangers I think that's why I would go with Bruce Springsteen it's a very yeah, good answer. Absolutely. My my brother is currently on a major oh, yeah. Bruce Springsteen buzz, and like he's 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 not he's here on the weekends, but uh, every single time you go into the kitchen, well, okay. a lot of the time when you go into the kitchen, you hear him blaring, and it's one he's one of those Bruce Springsteen's one of those artists that, um, like I would know his stuff, but would never have sat down and studied it basically, but to listen to it, listen it's just like listen you're just like holy finish. shit, yeah, it's like holy shit, this guy oh, yeah. is insane. 
He's yeah. no, there's a reason why is he's, oh, yeah, the, man. he's one of the, the boss, isn't he? He is the boss. He's the boss. Yeah. Yeah. Fact about it. Yeah. yeah. He's, nah, he's 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 very good, man. He's very good. I found it very strange when he bought over Nova. Did he he did he buy all of Nova or he just has a show on Nova? I think he's a show he's um, a show on Nova. I actually don't know that answer, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I remember like my, I was in the car with my mom, and she goes, "Praying an awful lot of Bruce Springsteen recently." And then th- that very night, my friend was like, "Yeah, I think he, I think he bought a show. He's a show on it." Or, but um, so the oh, next, by the way, this yes. is the next question. The next question is the one that a couple of people have told me to take off, but I'm not taking it off. Um, uh, so okay. uh, what's the one thing you could ch- if you uh, what's one thing you would change about the Irish music scene if you could? Ooh, good answer. Good question. I mean, man, yeah, fucking keep that question in. Who's telling you yeah. to take that question off? Oh, I had a couple of spicy. <laughs> if I had to change one thing wanna... about the Irish music scene, um, I feel like uh, it's okay. I'm going to try and word this properly now. If I could change one thing about the Irish music scene, I would be trying to give a level playing field to absolutely every genre rather than focus like i feel like the, for the last since i've been in the industry anyway the, the popular genre changes every year mm. and it's like if you if you were doing this genre of music 10 years so look i've been told by industry people i'm not going to name people but like by people who work with labels by people who work with whatever they said that if i was around 15 years ago the chances of me signing would be a lot higher or the chances yeah. of me getting signed to a label would be so much higher. Whereas now it's very much hip hop orientated, which is still unbelievable. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not stating one genre is better than the other. Yeah. I just feel as though I've, I would love to see a year where the RTE Choice Awards, and it's not just all going to be hip hop winners, or next year it's going to be all rock winners. Like just a level playing field for as much as we can for every single genre rather than focusing on, oh, uh, this genre is big because it's happening in America or happening in England. It's like we have so many musicians and types of music in Ireland. And I just feel like sometimes one genre is preferred more than another. And that's kind of annoying because it means people are chasing a genre rather than sticking truth to themselves. No, I completely agree with that. Like, do you yeah. ma- I remember when um, when girl bands started getting big, the amount of post-punk bands that you saw or noise bands that just sprout up out of nowhere. Um, yeah. and then kind of like, sure, in the in the early noughties, everybody wanted to be in a pop a boy band once boys on and um boys on and hundred percent Westlife. But you even the other one, but like you even noticed like eighties that eighties drum pattern is after coming back so much, and it yes. it, it has came yeah it's it it has came back because probably one artist like Bruce Springsteen was always known for David Bowie was good for as well, but like. Now you hear everybody using that 80s boom, boom, clap, boom, 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 clap. And it's mm. it's as if that's all that's being played on radio. And then you could flip the other side. It's like if, you know, it's all Dua Lipa and Camilla Cabello, they wouldn't be my, my cup of tea. But like that is what is being played. And it's just, yeah, yeah I don't know. I just feel like I, I would love to even, even if I was never a musician, if I was to sit into a car and turn on the radio, I'd love to hear a folk song, a pop song, a rock song, an indie song, a dance song. Like I want to hear a mixture, not just all pop yeah. or not all hip hop, you know? And it's just, it's, it's hard. It's hard then for the people who are in the genre that isn't classified as popular to actually break through. No, I, I, I can completely agree with that as well. I would like, I, I, my music sense would be a bit of, I would like a bit of variation as well, but I find when you're listening to the radio, it is very much, um, 
You're kind of hearing the same thing over and over again, even if it's not the exact same Man, song. Man, I'd say I heard the same song five times on the radio today. Yeah. Uh, honest to God, like, you'd be changing the station and the same song would pop up, and you're like, good tune, but, like, where You're is making the me hate it, like... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know fact, exactly that, what That's mean, what happens, yeah. though, with every radio, with every big radio track. You get sick of it, because it's being but played my, too much. But my mum even jokes now if... um, What's the song that I can't stand? Oh, uh, I've Got a Feeling by um, Black Eyed Peas. Tonight's oh, gonna be a good night. Eyes, yeah. My my mom yeah. always jokes that if that song ever comes, she goes, "There's Barra's favorite song," and I get so angry when it comes <laughs> on because at the time that it came out, it was played to yeah. bits. And on every, what's the, the other one that drives yeah. me crazy is I have a very bad memory of um, I was in I think it was an Ackle at the time, and do you know the Enemy by Green Day had just been released, and I got stuck on this bus okay. that only had it was the the radio station in Ackle I think or something a lot. It was some country radio station. But God bless them, they played uh, Do You Know the Enemy by Green Day uh, six times in the space of three hours, and it drove me. It just, I was like, we got the new latest Green Day song. And then like 20 minutes later, it was like, hey, hey, everybody, have you heard that Green Day song? And it just, yeah. it, I went to see Green Day live, and they played You Know the Enemy, and I was just like, oh, no, it just, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Variation yeah. is what keeps the, like, because I don't listen to the radio that much anymore now, because I find that when I listen to it, yeah. it's this, it's like listening to the same Spotify playlist every single day but it only yeah. has like That's, nine man, songs on it nail on the head nail on the head man yeah couldn't agree with you more couldn't agree with you more mm-hmm. that's I guess that goes back to your question about what could be different about the Irish music industry in Ireland and that's exactly it like I mean stop playing Dua Lipa and start playing <laughs> Irish artists start playing a mixture of Irish artists like Dua Lipa yeah. doesn't need to be played on radio like she's famous enough as it is like you know start giving start giving as just like a a more of a level playing field, I guess. And I like I don't want this to come across as you should play my music. You should play my music on radio. Absolutely. <laughs> but plug plug, like, plug 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 plug. You know, <laughs> just a level playing field. Level playing field. Yeah, good plug. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I completely agree with you. And uh our next question is uh who in your opinion is an artist that everybody should check out, you can't say yourself, or a very underrated artist? Jamie like Freed. People- Who's Jamie Freed? Jamie Freed. See, I, no J- that's exactly that's exactly the problem, Barra. People don't know yeah. who this man is. Yeah, I knew I walked into that really one straight away. <laughs> yeah, Jamie Freed is like so. He, Jamie is an absolute gent. He's a really good friend of mine, and um, he he'd be kind of the same as myself. Like you know, we're we're plugging, we're trying to push ourselves out there. He'd be like post very kind of post Maloney hip hop kind of vibes, but like oh sweet, I guess like so. I've I've lived with Jamie for the last year, and the man like the man works. He works hard, and like when when I was kind of going through the music phase of like writing tunes and stuff, I always thought that nobody worked as hard as me. But like Jamie works so hard. His music is unbelievable, and he's just he's an Irish artist who deserves. He, he, he deserves hype and he deserves to get where he wants to get because his music's great. Have a listen to his music after this, man. And that'll no, just kind of yeah. tell you for himself. Like, you know, he does a lot of production himself. Um, and yeah, I guess best thing I can say is just listen to his music, go to see one of his live shows and you'll see that the man brings energy and he's he's good. He has it. Sweet. No, it's, it's always nice to get a bit of new local yeah. talent to check out as well. Um, mm, and, absolutely, uh, man. Yeah. What does 2021 have in store for you or 2022? Now, I know you have a sold out show in Whelan's, is it? In December? Yep. yep. Sure do. Yeah, Fancy. absolutely. So I have a sold out show in Whelan's in December. Then I have awesome. a nearly sold out show in Cork two weeks before that. It is in Winthrop Avenue. 
Um, so that's going to be going ahead. And then I actually have, I'm in the middle of booking a tour for April, 2022. So there's already two oh, shows. That is, I'm not going to say anything more, but yeah. So yeah, things are looking <laughs> up, man. More music's going to be released. Hopefully a load of festivals, fingers crossed if the other gigs go well and I can start making noise. But yeah, full confidence, man. 2020, like 2020 was going to be my year if the pandemic didn't hit. So I'm not saying that year is wasted. Now it's just going to be 2022. So just sit back, hold tight and watch it happen, man. <laughs> awesome, man. It's so, I have to say, when I started this podcast and he asked bands that question or musicians that question, um, you don't hear them. They never really said about booking dates. And now that you can hear somebody yeah. saying booking dates, it's such, yeah. it's such a nice thing to oh, hear. Oh, there it's are like, dates, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm going to be gigging <laughs> left, right and center. Like, you have no idea. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, I have to, I have to right. catch a show. Obviously, I won't be able to get Dude. the Whelan's one, but I'll be able to. I'll be uh, well, look, if it's, yeah, I know it's all out, but there's a thing called a guest list. So I think we might be able to squeeze your name on it. That's not what I was implying at all. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. You see, nobody, nobody else can see your face, but I can see it through the yeah, screen right now. Yeah, it's fucking bright so. red at the moment. Yeah, I can see myself. I can see myself with the camera, just like, oh Jesus, thank God this doesn't go up on YouTube. Ah, <laughs> uh, stop, man. Uh, and my final Gold. question for you, man, is: um, What do you enjoy most about making the art that you make? Uh, I just love it, man. Like I couldn't like if like I know I say enjoy most what aspect, you know, I just love every single aspect of it, man. I love waking up in the morning being a musician. I love picking up my guitar and coming up with something new. I love writing songs. I love performing. I love when people tell me they're it's good. I love ah oh, man, like ah, it's just so hard to describe how much music means to me and how much my music means to me. You know, I like listening to music that's on one level but my music just takes me to a new planet man you know like I just adore it without it I'd be so lost and I just hope I'm given the opportunity and the support to stay doing it for the rest of my life well here's hoping man yeah, like you do see like even yeah. just from talking to you I remember even with the um when you asked me to do the final say cover when you came up when we had the zoom call to talk about what it's going to look like you just seem like somebody who just really just enjoys fucking like in the zone about what they're doing and how much they enjoy it. Like it is very much Thanks. apparent from chatting to you. Um, Thanks, but I don't really yeah, have yeah, any more it, questions yeah. for you, man. Um, just other than uh, no worries, if man. any, if, yeah, <laughs> if, if anybody wants to check your stuff out, where can they find you? What's uh, all those social media handles? Yeah. So you can find me at Poric or music, P A U R I C O music. And yeah, that's where I am at uh, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. You find me there. And make sure to check out Final Say, which is now currently on Spotify. And buy it if you like it too. Uh, well, man, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. I had a lovely time chatting to you. Um, yeah, you too, man. No, it was lovely. Yeah. It was really chill. Yeah. All right, man. Well, again, thank you so much. And uh, I guess I'll be talking to you soon. I'll see you later, man. Sounds good to me, Barra. Nice one, bro. All right. Bye-bye.